0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Grad Life Podcast. Today, we are joined by Mark Nicholson. Mark moved to New York in 2016 after he graduated from Savine science in Trinity. He's had a really interesting career in New York to date, originally working as a male nanny with some of New York's most elite families. We are going to explore his journey from being a nanny to studying in NYU to his current role now. Mark, it's great to have you on the show. How are you, Finn? Thanks a million for having me on. Good stuff. Um, Firstly, do you want to tell us about the opportunity to become a nanny in New York, how it came about? Yeah, so
1: um, as you said, I was I was in Trinity uh, studying science, and at the same time as being in Trinity, I was playing uh, rugby. And there's a lot of different people who play for for Trinity, and a lot of English guys. And one of them was a guy called Ed Barry, who's actually doing extremely well now in the UK. He has his own coffee business uh, called Over Under Coffee um they have a number of different uh coffee shops in london and i think in manchester and stuff like that as well but he he, he was a good friend of mine when i was uh, playing rugby in trinity and then in my final year in trinity he he was a year or two ahead of me he was over in new york working as a nanny for this family and he had kind of was posting a lot on social media about it. So we all got to see what he was doing. It it was a week on week off work. He was living with them on the Upper East Side and um, got to go to the Hamptons with them and just, just seemed to be having a great time um, looking after these two, two young boys. they were twins. So I think it came to the end of his time in New York. And I was in my final year. I remember I was doing my thesis at the time and I was kind of coming up to my exams and he put up a post on Facebook just saying like, "Oh, my time in New York has come to an end, um, and we're looking for someone to replace for to replace me and kind of do do a, a year." I think the boys are going to boarding school a year later, so he's like, "They need someone for one more year." Um, and I saw like loads of people commenting on it or whatever, and I just I just shot out a message, and he he got on to me straight away. He was like, um, "I think you'd be really good at this if you're if you're interested." Um, I'll put you in touch with the family so he put me in touch with them I had like a couple of calls with the the dad of the kids and then he was remarried so I had a call or two with his his wife and um they were like yeah we really like you we think you'd be good uh, if you'd like to come over we'd like to have you here about June 5th I think so I think I finished in Trinity mid-May and then a couple of weeks later I was I was on the plane to to NYC for the first time ever and yeah that was that was kind of how it started
0: How did you find the job at the start? Because um, working as a full-time male nanny, there's only a certain amount of kind of families that could afford to take on a service like that. So you're dealing with some of New York's kind of most elite families and people might have these preconceived ideas that handling kids or bringing up kids from an incredibly wealthy background is very difficult. How did you find it? Yeah, so I'll be honest, I didn't have
1: an overly huge amount of experience in like in childcare. i'd done a couple of tennis camps and things like that and um also had like my even my neighbor's kids and stuff i'd helped out with from time to time but it was more like a a reference from ed as like this this guy is like a decent guy he's pretty upbeat she'll be it will be good fun with the kids and i i just kind of jumped into it with both feet and and gave my best at the start um i wasn't very familiar with like New York in general, I, I remember very well when I was leaving. Um, I went to lunch with my mom like a week before I was leaving, and one of her friends was saying, "Oh my God, you're going to live on the Upper East Side, you're like going on about the Hamptons and things like this." And I'd no, I had no idea what that even meant. Like yeah, I, I did not
0: watched Gossip Girl.
1: I didn't watch Gossip Girl. No, so I didn't know, and yeah, I didn't really, I wasn't familiar with all of this stuff. But um, I just came into it with a positive attitude, almost was like a, an older brother figure to the to the boys and just kind of had fun with them and and gave him my all and I think they reacted well to it they got on well with me and that was the most important part but yeah you're right you're, you're dealing with a lot of different types of people and a lot of people that uh I would have no experience of dealing with uh, they're different um kettle of fish to the, the people I was used to back in Ireland so um it was it was it was a lot of thinking on your feet kind of and uh, just what's the best thing to do here or using your initiative. But yeah, I found it fine. The first few weeks and months maybe took a bit of getting used to, but the job was also a week on week off because the dad was, um, he was divorced from the boy's mother. So they would go to their mom every second week and she lived elsewhere. So I, I kind of had had time in between. It wasn't like full on, you know, um, with them all the time. And it, that was nice.
0: What were the good parts and the bad parts of the job?
1: um the good parts were the family were great they were very nice got to live with them and they're incredibly generous paid me very well I got great time off so I got to travel a lot um got on very well with the two two boys always had a laugh with them and they were kind of old enough so they're I think they were 12 11 12 at the time so they're old enough where like you could have a bit of crack with them as well it wasn't like uh, we were worlds and worlds apart but um, what were the bad parts? I suppose at times I was kind of in the back of my head, I was constantly thinking about, right, this is not, like, you know, this is not a career move for me. It's kind of a break. It's not almost like a year out and it was like a gap year per se. So I think the bad part may have been that I, while well, I was subconsciously a little bit worried about, all right, what's my next step? And I was kind of always thinking about that, but, I was also having great fun in New York and uh, getting to travel and met a lot of new people. Um, so one other good thing about it was you're kind of you're at dinners and sitting at tables and meeting lots of at, at different clubs and things like that with very successful people. So by default, yes, you're you're their, you're their nanny, but they were great at making me not feel like that. So um, you're you're sitting you're sitting at the table with with these incredibly successful people, and uh, it's quite interesting to be involved in those conversations.
0: You can earn pretty good money as you said working with uh working as a nanny with the sort of families that that you're dealing with and on top of that you could potentially have no rent free food and as you said with your um with your original family you're one week on one week off that's a pretty cushy lifestyle to most were you ever tempted to say screw it like i could do this for the next 10 years save up a bit of money maybe start me on business then and move back to, to Ireland or was it always at the back of your head of this is a good fun job for now but it's not sustainable long term? As I, as I said to you Finn just there I
1: think I don't know whether it' the right decision or the wrong decision and you'll, you'll figure out more as as we go along with the podcast and how it all transpired but I I was eager to move to the next thing I, I really enjoyed it at the time I was like fully immersed in it and having a great time and you know, I just come out of college uh, in Dublin, um, and almost treated it like a year of like, okay, I get to travel, get to ex- experience lots of new things, meet lots of new people. But I never, no, I, I never really looked at it as like, okay, I'm going to do this for the next ten years, save up money. Now, you could, you could um, set up a business on the side uh, while you were working, and that's that would definitely be an option. Obviously, visas and stuff come into play, and that's an issue, but. Uh, no I to be honest I never really thought of it like that I was like okay I'm going to do this for the next 10 years I was always kind of thinking right this is kind of so an experience that I'm going to have and then I'll, I'll move on to the next thing
0: cool so that leads nicely onto my next question because I remember when I was in New York with you and you said that the family at the time you're with they wanted you to stay on for another year and you kind of had a bit of apprehension about it because you said now I need to get on with my career at this point point. and all of a sudden the opportunity through them came up to study at NYU So can you tell us about that? Yeah, so what happened was I finished with that
1: uh, initial family, but I decided to stay in New York for another year because I was still within the year of graduating from uh, Trinity. So I was able to get another J1 graduate visa, but working in a business. So I went and worked as an intern for a company called Neuro Insight. They're like a neuromarketing um, company that let's say so ford mastercard pandora all these businesses will come to them with a couple of adverts and they will be like we want you to test these on people and see which one uh which one works best or which one gets the most engagement or the most emotional intensity or that people pay attention to the most and you put up these e, um eeg caps on people's heads and you basically read neural in, impulses in their brain about their reaction to a certain advert and how they how they uh, reacted to it in terms of like long-term memory and yeah engagement and stuff like that so i worked there um, and that was actually really interesting um really young company like small as well so i got to learn a lot and they had a great ceo called Pranav yadav who's like a 30 under 30 forbes guy um so yeah i did that while i was on my grad visa but while i was doing that um i think it was like maybe six months into that or a little bit longer uh, a family friend of the family I initially worked for contacted me, and we're asking, "Are you still in New York?" Um, we have these, these these two young boys, and we heard you were great with the, the initial family that I was with, and we'd love you to kind of uh, come and help us out whenever you can, even on weekends or in the evenings or whatever it may be. And I to explained to them what I was doing. I also explained to them that, like, right, my visa's kind of coming to an end, and then I'm planning on going back to Ireland, so I won't be here for the long term and she was a single mother so she had these two boys that she kind of wanted a male influence in their life a bit more she had the boys most of the time so I think that was the reason they were looking for someone uh, male and um, yeah so I, I I entertained it I went met her and uh, the boys were great she was lovely so I started to kind of help her out a little bit here and there while I was still uh, doing my internship and then and um, so I was coming to the end of that visa and then I was explaining to her, I was like, all right, got to go home now. i uh, going to go back to Ireland. And she's like, oh, what are you going to do when you go back? I was like, I'm going to either try and get a job or else I'll maybe go back and do a master's. And she's like, well, why wouldn't you study here? So I was kind of, <laughs> I was like, well, it's obviously very expensive here. Getting visas and stuff like that is very difficult. Um, there's a lot of like holes to jump through before you can actually get in. And she's like, well, if you want to study here, we'll, we'll help you do so. So her mother is like... "Um." sponsored a lot of education and different things like that for people in their family. So she was uh, interested in speaking to me about sponsoring me to do a master's here. So it transpired that I, at the time I kind of still was like, Oh, this is probably not going to happen. Sounds really sounds brilliant, but like there's, there's a lot of things that have to go my way for this to work. And then looked into it, found a course in MIU that I really would like to do. It was a sports business course. It was a two year master's. Um, and just looked really good. And I, I didn't love my undergrad in science. Um, so I was like, well, why don't you decide and pick something that I really, really would like to do and be really interested in. And I found it like sports industry in the U S fascinating the way it's just so uh, commercialized and, um, there's just so much money in it. So I, I decided to do that and then they, they helped me do it and it was great. And I did that a two-year master's in NYU, uh, after all of
0: the nanny stuff like we're talking about one of the world's most prestigious universities here was it difficult to get into i so there was actually there was no like exam i
1: had to take to get in and um, there was obviously like personal statement references a uh, phone call interview i think and um lots of things like that but i had no real background on like us university so i put a huge amount of effort into all of these documents that I had to get together. Like my personal statement, I took a long, long time on it, changing words here and there just to make it exactly the way I wanted it to be. But um, no, like the, the application process wasn't overly extensive, but I think um, they look for the right personalities for certain certain courses and certain degrees. And that's, that's kind of how I get in. They also, I think they like international students as well um, because they like to not just have All-Americans or um whatever it may be so I um I probably had an advantage there as well being being an Irish guy probably the only Irish guy to have applied and what was the experience like studying there it was it was great like I I found the whole the way college was done here compared in comparison to Ireland very very different but I loved it obviously it was different because it was a master's and a lot of people were working professionals who were who were taking the course but loved getting to meet kind of people from all corners of the world um they, the other thing I love was all, a lot of my professors were obviously working in the field, but they were working in the field of sports. So like one of my professors was like head of fan engagement for the jets. Uh, another guy was like, way very high up in IMG. Another guy would have worked at Madison square garden um, like in their marketing department and things like that. There was a guy who was a sports agent. So it was so cool to learn from these guys who are coming from their day job. That's in my eyes, some of them were dream jobs for me. And then they're coming in and teaching me and then they had great guest speakers and stuff like that. Also got to go on like incredible trips, one of them being to Tokyo um, just before the or around the time that the Olympics was meant to happen the year after. But it obviously got pushed back. But we got to like do like visit lots of different um, places and talk to people who are involved with the Olympic Committee. And then the Rugby World Cup was coming up there. So we met a few people um about that and um yeah so it was overall an incredible experience unfortunately the second half of it was during covid so i was kind of it it went all remote but it was an amazing experience in a great university and it's right slap bang in the middle of new york so couldn't really have asked for better and what were the students like there that you came across students were great i am I I found it like a very different experience to Ireland, and maybe it's because I was in such a huge like science is, as you as you know, Finnish science is a huge course, so there's a lot of people in it, and you obviously narrow down in your second two years. But I found that the class the class sizes were smaller because it was a masters, and you um. But then I found that everyone was engaged much more, so it was much more like a conversation, probably because we were older as well. But it was it was more like you were um. In a in a meeting at some sort of and a business, and you're all t- discussing different topics, and you do a lot more real life stuff. Which so like we we did a consulting project for for Louisville about esports and how they were going to create like a, an esports infrastructure in Louisville, and this is like a real consulting project that they actually ended up using. So I found it a lot more real life stuff, um, and I found that like I think back in the day, and maybe this is just because I was probably immature at the time, but in in Trinity. I'd nearly be afraid to put up my hand and say something because, you know, people would be looking at you whereas everyone's just blurting out stuff left, right and centre. It's not like he's a try-hard or he's, he's a, you know, he, he's a, a nerd or whatever. It's just like people are actually much more willing to engage and more willing to, like, contribute to, to what's going on in the
0: classroom. So you became a nerd. Um, when, I was ask, <laughs> when I was asking for the students yeah. there, I was, uh, I was just curious to know because, like, again, NYU, you're talking about one of the prestigious universities and i think it has the reputation of being the rich kid school in new york like did you come across uh people from royalty or uh arab princes or anything like that over there um i think colombia is the one is just uh, would be considered oh that's one notch above
1: okay yeah one notch above but uh, yeah and well you know there's like obviously a lot of these people are very very wealthy um but no 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 saudi princes or anything like that um okay. A lot, a lot of people from Asia were in my course, um, and they they would have been quite well off, you know, driving nice cars and wearing very nice clothes and things like that, but uh, nothing outrageous that I came across, and everyone was very down to earth uh, and very nice. Cool. Um, so do you want to tell us what you're doing now? So now, so while I was at MOU, I, uh they used to have like guest speakers all the time, and a guy called Ian Malin came in. I think you've met him before, Finn, have you? Or it wasn't you who was telling me. Uh, I don't know if I I don't think so He worked for like the FAI for a long time and then he worked for Um, and he was involved with this this supplements company called Totem Sport and he was ended up being a guest speaker anyway at NYU and as I did with a lot of the guest speakers I followed up with him after and tried to like just chat to him about his career or potential opportunities for me post post studying and um, he he kept in touch with me because I was Irish the only Irish guy in NYU and he was from Ireland as well and we we just we discussed the opportunity of me kind of interning for them during this COVID period while I was still studying. Uh, I did like kind of a lot of on, online research projects and stuff like that for them about how they can break into the US. They had done quite well in the UK and in Ireland. This is, uh, they're called Totem Sports. They're, they sell electrolyte supplements to, it's mainly for like athletes and um, gym goers and like fitness enthusiasts and thing, like, things like that. So he was like, there's potentially an opportunity for you to help us out with uh, our strategy in in coming to the US, seeing as you're there already. So I did that while I was still studying. And um, anyway, then my last semester in NYU, I was kind of like focusing on exams and finishing it out well and uh, cut ties with them for a while. Um, And then I came back out of NYU and I was applying for jobs. This is just like middle of covid times is very difficult to get a job and at the same time when you're coming out as an opt so you you have a one-year training visa after studying in the u.s and after that you need to get sponsored so a lot of the companies i was applying to were kind of asking oh do you in in the interviews were like do you need sponsorship and that kind of became started to become an issue because when they're trying to make cutbacks after covid the last thing they want is to have to fork out money to sponsor a guy who when they can just hire an American who probably do the same job you know so um I just I, I can't find it it a lot of issues with people wondering if I needed sponsorship and then they, they just weren't too keen to do it so one day John who's the CEO of the company I work for now reached out to me he's like are you still in the US I was like yeah he's like well I'd, I'd love to jump on the phone with you and chat about the the potential to take you on and um they were looking to really uh, ramp up in the U S and, and really try and make a big noise here. So I, he asked me if I'd come on as like a sales and partnerships type, type role. And, and then I obviously dropped the the visa bomb on him and said, well, John, I'm I'm only here for a year unless I can get sponsored. And he said straight away, he was like, well, I've, I've experienced with the U S he lived here for five years. I think So he's like, I'll sponsor your visa. If you, if you want to come on board with us and start, Given us a hand in trying to uh, to get the products to different places, different retail stores, different gyms, or whatever it may be
0: in the US. I presume when you do a master's in um, in sports, sports business in NYU, the kind of the dream job would be, as you said, like what your professor has been head of engagement for the New York Jets or working in talent management in IMG. Is that something that's realistic for you? And is that something that you'd like to end up in long-term? Yeah, definitely. Like I think... Um, I'd love
1: to I'd love to be in the sports world I think over here there's a lot of opportunities in in that sphere as well more so than back in Europe just because of as I said the the commercialization of sport in in the US and um, I think this this job whilst it's good and it's great experience it's a startup it's kind of hectic there's a lot going on and as most people know what to start it. you're kind of you're rowing in so you're, you're uh, helping out wherever you can and in, in some cases especially seeing as our team is small over here and we don't really have an office so um yeah but I think like I'm obviously I mean I'm in this job now and I've, it's it's going really well um in terms of experience and learning but I would love to yeah um go back to even if it's a team environment or an agency or something I think like working with athletes and working um, uh, on the business side of a, a sports venture is just something
0: that's very interesting to me and something that I'd be very excited about. At this point, it seems like you're pretty much on the pathway to getting yourself a green card. Do you see yourself spending the next 10 years in New York? I've thought about this quite a lot recently because these visa things,
1: they they seem to come about almost like so often that it's you have to really want to stay here. And I think I've committed what is it like five years of my life now to New York um, and to the U S in general. And that's a, that's a big commitment. And not that like it would go to waste if I went home, I've learned a lot and I've got had some great experiences and had a great, great time. But I think there's a lot of opportunity here. And I think it, I'd be silly to, if I do have the opportunity to get a green card, not to make use of it, even for, for five years, let's say. So yeah, I do, I do think I would um, try and stay here anyway for the next five years um but who knows what will happen and who knows what what where life will take me you know what is it that you love about New York oh, it's just there's a lot there's a lot of things but I think the the main thing I love about it is just the energy about the place there's always like the hustle and bustle of it I know some people hate it and they hate the way you know the New Yorkers are rude and there no one has any time for anyone but I I kind of get a buzz off the the fact that everyone's kind of grinding but yet. Yeah, they're just moving at such a fast pace. I like to always be busy. I like to be on the go all the time, whether that's work-wise or even socially. So I think you get both of that in New York. And um, I also like the fact that there's a lot of opportunity here. So um, I feel like if you, if you make the right moves and you impact people in a positive way, you can move up the ranks quite
0: quickly in whatever you're doing. It seems like you've just completely nailed your New York experience to date. You start off working with a great family, you earn really good money. Had great experiences, then managed to get into NYU. However, if you were to do it all again, is there anything you wish you knew at the start, or you wish you did differently?
1: Honestly, I don't think so. I think, like, whilst I didn't know what 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 each decision was leading to at the time, I think I was just kind of saying yes to things, and and um some people may call it as taking a risk by doing certain things. But I I was just kind of going into things with a positive attitude, and then other opportunities will come from that. and every time I was always like taking a look at it, as I said, remember when I was doing the Nanny thing, I was kind of thinking about my next step, but I was also thinking about like, what am I learning here? What's what's like the benefit of me doing this. And I um, think from each each job or each thing I've done in New York, I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of people, I've got to network a lot and I've had probably most importantly, really enjoyed everything I've done. And there's been a lot of variety. now, that's not to say that if I'd stayed in Ireland the whole time and done a job or uh, jumped around to a couple of different jobs, I wouldn't have enjoyed that too. But I, I wouldn't change anything about it because I've I've kind of loved every minute of it.
0: Last question for you to wrap it up. Any advice you'd give to anyone listening that might be about to embark on a grad visa or that might be interested in following a similar route to you? I think 100% do it. Like You've, you've absolutely
1: nothing to lose from going away to a different country for a year especially a country like the us where um like just the the business side of things is a step ahead of a lot of other places in the world Um, if you if you're thinking about doing it i would definitely take the leap uh you're only going to learn from it if it doesn't work out you can go back to ireland and if it does you could you could have a great career in the us i think also one thing and sorry to go back to the visa stuff which is kind of boring but if you don't take the grad visa if you don't go on the grad visa and i think a lot of people from ireland would know this it's very very difficult to get to get into the us unless you transfer through a big company which can take a couple of years as well so the the grad visa is your way in to kind of um start to meet people maybe get into a company that could potentially be your future sponsor so i think um if you have the opportunity to do it, I would I would one hundred percent vouch for it. I think it's a great experience. Living abroad is a great experience, and even showing an employer, even back in Europe or in Ireland, that you've worked in a US office um, can only be a positive thing. That you've like worked in international markets and you know a lot about um, a business in the US, which is like very important. And the final thing I'd say is it also is very impressive that it shows that you're you're adventurous and you're not just going to like stick to your lives. You're willing, you're willing to try new things. You're open, you're open-minded and yeah, I would, I 100% tell someone to go for it. They can only be good things that come for it in my opinion. Great stuff. Mark, I have loved this interview. been great chatting to you. All right. Good to chat to you, Finn. Thanks a lot.